to turn our attention to the word of the Lord. We're going to be talking today uh, from a, the subject, a man's place in a woman's life. A man's place in a woman's life. And let me just say a quick word of prayer. Father, as we look at your word and we look at a man's place in a woman's life, I'm asking, Father, that you would help me share uh, those truths and revelations. Uh, and, 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 Father, I pray for my listeners. I pray for the men uh, that are not only in the congregation, but those that will hear this message uh, as it is uh, 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 transmitted through our social media channels. And I pray, oh God, for, 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 for hearing ears, oh God, for uh, a heart to receive and to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, hallelujah. A man's place in a woman's life there's a principle in the kingdom of God that if something is prioritized in his order, even if you don't do it, uh, and when, when, you, when I say prioritize, I'm talking about something happens when we put first what God said needs to be first. Amen. Adjust this mic down just a little bit for me, please. Something happens when uh, we put first what God puts first. And, and, and even though we might not be the most skilled or gifted uh, uh, at doing it, it's something about cooperating with God's order yes. and God's plan. Yes. And, and, and what happens is uh, uh, when we get in God's order and plan and make what he has first first, uh, it, it, it's almost like throwing a switch and closing a circuit. And there is a flow of the power of God that is able to happen. Amen. And uh, some things will get done that only can be done when, when, when God is in the midst of it. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And, 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 and so, uh, very important principle. And I'm going to say some things, and I'm going to, in fact, uh, when I began to look at some of the concepts of the message that I'm getting ready to preach today, uh, as a man, I kind of dismissed it and said, no, I'm not going not to get into that right now. And I was thinking it was only four Sundays in the month anyway, and so I would be able to move to something else in July. But God knew different. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. And, and, and so this, this principle of making it a prior, prioritizing what God prioritizes. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'm going to give a practical example. Uh, uh, let's take the principle of giving. Just a, an example of the principle I'm talking about here. Uh, there are people, in fact, too many people, that are afraid to tithe. And God's blessed us with an income and, 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 and uh, uh, provision. And as believers, we know that the scripture says, bring, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. 
that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith. Saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open unto you, what? Windows of heaven. Do you know that that is one of the few scriptures in the Bible where God says, prove me. Prove me. And as I use the, 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 the uh, giving as an example, there are people who are afraid uh, to really uh, tithe regularly. And uh, when God asks us to tithe, it's not that God really needs uh, what we give. It's, it, it, it's not about a lack in heaven, uh, but it's about faith. And it's about prioritizing what God has prioritized. And when we do that, Again, as I said, it's like throwing a switch and it unleashes his possibilities of manifesting something that only happens when you're obedient to his word. Yes. That's why he said, I will open the windows of heaven and will pour you out a blessing yes. that there is not room enough to receive. That only happens when we prioritize his order of giving. Now, this message today is not about giving, but I use giving as an example because that's something that I think all of us can identify with. I'm going to be talking about uh, acknowledging God's order in relationships. And there is a priority or an order that God has in relationships between men and women, husbands and wives, son, uh, daughters, and 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 and, and uh, this is not just. Uh, I'm not just talking about husbands and wives here. I'm not just talking about that, that that relationship. That's part of it. But I'm talking about the relationship that we as men have or should have with the women that are in our sphere of influence. You all listening to me? Yes. Talking about a man's place in a woman's life. When we began the month uh, uh, of June, where this message series started, we began in the book of Genesis. So, hey amen, let's end there. We're going to be uh, in Genesis. Amen. Genesis, the first chapter, verses 26 and 27. New King James Version said, Then God said, Let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Hallelujah. I'm going to uh, 
tell you uh, where I'm going or the point that I'm trying to get to. I'm going to tell you that point. This is the point at the beginning. And I'm going to try to prove it, amen, uh, through the scripture. A man's place in a woman's life is one of being an agent of release, of protection, of redemption, and of love. Can you say that with me? A man's place, man's place. in a woman's life is one of being an agent of release, of protection, of redemption, and of love. Now that's where I'm going. Now let's talk from the scripture and let's see, and, and can we get that? Uh, and can I back up that statement that we just recited? Well, we go back to the beginning, the very beginning. If you want to know uh, about a thing, you go to the first mention. Remember, I, I say that over and over again, uh, the principle of first mention. And when we go back to the beginning in the book of Genesis, uh, it's interesting uh, that when God created, and in Genesis 1, uh, it talks about uh, God saying, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And we read it, you see it on the screen there. Uh, it's interesting that when God made the animals, he created the animals male and female. But when God got ready to make man, and he knew that there was going to be male and female, but and God very easily could have made two bodies out of clay. Could have breathed in two bodies. That's not what he did, though. He created one body out of the dust of the earth and breathed into one body. Uh, uh, and, 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 and it says, and man became a living soul. But God, even when he made the one, had two in mind. Because Genesis chapter 1 kind of gives you the overall view of creation. Genesis chapter 2 goes into the details of exactly how God did some things that he did. In Genesis chapter 1, he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them. I told you he had her in mind. But I believe that the reason God did not uh, do man like he did the animals where when he created the animals he created a male lion and a female lion. He created a male bird and a female bird. Amen. Uh, but when it came to man uh, it was something about the relationship that the man was to have with the woman that uh, 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 called for there to be a uniqueness in their creation. And, 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 and he wanted the man, because he brought all the animals to him to name, read it in Genesis. He, he, he didn't give him companionship from the beginning because he wanted him to appreciate. He wanted him to appreciate the, 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 the unique uh, relationship that he was to have with his companion. 
And, 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 and when God looked at his creation, when he first did it, he looked and he said, it's good, good, and very good. And the first time God said something wasn't good, he said, but it is not good for man to be alone. Hallelujah. And, and, and so, uh, you know the story how uh, he put Adam to sleep. And from the rib, he fashioned the woman. And presented her to Adam. In the beginning, we talked about this before. In the beginning, they were both called Adam. They were both called Adam. In the beginning, uh, when Adam saw her, he said, Woman, she was born of my own flesh, of my flesh, I called her woman. For she came from the man. Uh, and, 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 and in the beginning, Adam related to Eve. On the basis of how she made him feel about himself. That's why, amen, when he saw her, he was glad to see her. He was glad to see her. Whoa, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And, I, and, and we've already preached the message where we talked about Eve, amen, a woman of distinction. She was the, one of the most, she was the most beautiful woman that ever existed. And he related to her. In such a way, he related to her about how she made him feel about him, him, himself. And, and, and men today, uh, uh, on, a, on, a, on a natural level, uh, 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 that's how we relate to women on a natural level. Amen. Uh, uh, if a woman can make us feel good about ourselves, we'll want to be around her. Want to spend time with her. We already talked about the fact how that uh, in the fall, and we're not going to go all, over all of that, but in the fall, uh, it was Eve that was deceived. Adam wasn't deceived, but Adam sided with Eve and disobeyed God. And when Adam sided with Eve, uh, uh, we, we, we have uh, the entrance of death and 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 and. and, and uh, alienation from God and, and, and all of the things that were brought about because of that. And they got kicked out of the garden. And, 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 and uh, the ground became cursed. And, 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 and all types of terrible things came in the aftermath of that. Yes. And we already talked about the fact that amen, in the beginning, in the garden, Adam didn't do his job. But eventually he began to catch on. And I believe Eve went into a deep depression. After they got kicked out of the garden. After the fall. Amen. I believe Eve felt like it's all my fault. It's all my fault. We have lost our home. Amen. We, we, we're at the mercy of nature. Amen. Uh, 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 we don't have the fellowship with God that we used to have. It's all my fault. Amen. Adam and Eve were equal. They were, they, they, they were equal partners. But then after the fall, God said, your desire is going to be to your husband. But he's going to have authority over you. After the fall, that, that, that equal partnership changed. And it reverted back to the priority of God. Amen. And, and there was a priority in the creation of, of man and woman. And the priority was that man was created first. And the woman was created out of the man. That was the priority. And God said, we're going to have to go back to that old priority now. 
uh, because of the effects of the fall. And, 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 and so the relationship between uh, Adam and Eve changed. But Adam finally, amen, began to catch on and, and, and began to realize she was hurt. Amen. After what had happened in the garden, and, 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 and he uh, 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 told her, he remembered what God said, that the seed of the woman is going to bruise the head of the serpent. And he, amen, Eve began to think, it's all my fault, I brought death and I brought destruction and, and, and so forth and so on. And that's when Adam changed her name to Eve. And he said, no, you're, 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 you're not... You're not death. You're not the cause of destruction. But, but I'm going to call you Eve. The mother of life. Yes. He called her Eve. And, 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 and when he spoke, amen, and, 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 and called her name, it helped uh, her to get out of that depression. It helped her to, amen, uh, understand that, amen, there's a future. Amen. We've got a future ahead of us in that. And, and so uh, that's why uh, I say that a man's place in a woman's life is one of being an agent of release, of protection, of redemption, and of love. You see... To release the greatest possibilities that a woman has inside of her. That's what I'm talking about when I say release. Amen. It is the man's place to study the woman. You know, it's interesting. The Bible doesn't tell women to study men. It tells men to study women. So that we can live with them in peace. And you know what? A lot of us brothers, we, amen, have been lacking in our study. But, but the release is to release the greatest possibilities that a woman has inside of her. To protect her as best he can against unnecessary emotional pain. That's a man's place in a woman's life. Amen. Not to be the source of emotional pain. See, what, 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 what happens is that uh, whatever God creates and has an intended purpose for it, Satan always likes to twist it and use it uh, the very opposite in the way that God intended it. As Jesus is Redeemer, we are to follow his example and become redeemers and instruments of recovery. In the lives of the women that are around us. To love in the appropriate expression for the relationship that's involved. Whether it's paternal. Talking about the love of a parent to a child. Whether it's pastoral. Amen. Uh, where uh, a pastor. Amen. How I should be relating to the women in the church. Amen. That's a pastoral relationship. Uh, neighborly. Amen. You've got women in your neighborhood. Brotherly or in a husband and wife relationship. What I'm talking about here is when I speak about a man's place in a woman's life, I'm not just talking about husband and wife. Amen. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying to us as men 
And the priority that, that, that God has in the scripture for us as men, amen, it is our job, amen, uh, any women that we come in contact with on a regular basis, we need to, uh, 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 we're not Jesus, but we need to do the same thing that Jesus would do in their lives. Or oh, is anybody listening to me? Hallelujah. As Jesus is redeemer, we have to follow his example and become redeemers and instruments of recovery in the lives of women, of the women around us. It's, it's, it's interesting. I had, uh, and, 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 and I don't mean any harm, and I hope the women will receive what I'm getting ready to say like I mean it, uh, uh, or I hope you hear what I mean. But it is interesting in the dynamic of, of, of women and men. Uh, number one, because of the fall, there is brokenness in all of us. Yes. Y'all hear me? Amen. I say, because of the fall, in the Garden of Eden, uh, mankind got more because of the fall. And there is a degree of brokenness in all of us. I don't care what neighborhood you live in. I don't care how much money you got in the bank. Amen. I don't care uh, 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 how good you think you look. There is a degree of brokenness in all of us. I've seen beautiful women who when they look in the mirror, they can't really see their beauty. Yeah. Amen. Because of brokenness in them. Yes, yes. And, 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 and they'll, they'll, they'll think that they need to starve themselves to death. They'll think that uh, they need to do this or that or the other. Some of them have, have, have gone into having surgery done. Uh, there's an image in their head, and when they look in the mirror, uh, they're seeing one thing. And there, there, there was a, a young lady, she was very skinny. Uh, uh, almost a knee. But when she looked in the mirror, she thought she was fat. And, and, and she felt guilty when she would eat and, and, and she'd go to the bathroom and then try to throw up what she had eaten in order to try to lose weight. And she was looking like death walking. Broken. But it's an interesting thing. That God has made us so that if the right man would say the right thing, say it, say it. it can completely turn her life around. Yes, Lord. And vice versa, if the wrong man says the wrong thing, it can put her in a downward tailspin. The devil likes to twist and pervert. Yes. Thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Yes. But Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Yes. So in one way or another, men, amen, and when I'm talking about men, I'm talking about Christian men. Yes. I'm talking about saved men. In one way or another, men have a role of being a redeemer, a releaser, a protector with regard to any woman Whose lives they influence or touch on a regular basis. Amen. 
Let's go into the scripture a little more. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. Uh, 11 and 1, 1 Corinthians. Imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. This is Paul talking to the church at Corinth. Notice what he said. Imitate me, follow my pattern, as I also imitate Christ. What was Christ? Christ was a redeemer. If we are in Christ, we need to be uh, imitators. We need to be redeemers. Yeah. Yes. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions just as I delivered them to you. When we talk about traditions, they're good traditions and bad traditions. Bad traditions need to be discarded. Good traditions need to be held on to. Oh, yes. Amen. And uh, But notice what he says here. Uh, Verse 3, but I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. Yes. And the head of a woman is man. Mm -hmm. And the head of Christ is God. Yes. I'm talking about priority here. Remember what I said that if we will put first what God says first uh -huh. and, and, and get in agreement with Him and operate uh, 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 according to uh, his plan, we release the power of God uh, 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 into that area. Amen. And, and, and it doesn't matter whether we are, 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 are the best at it or not. Amen. Just by being obedient, obedience, obedience to God's plan, obedience to God's priority uh, uh, will, will, will make a great difference. Amen. And so what Paul is saying in, in, in this, he said, but I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. He's talking head. He's talking, uh, uh, when he's talking head here, uh, uh, he, he's talking about authority, headship, authority. And, 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 and he says, I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. For a man to, to, to be legitimate, to be uh, 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 operating as God intends for him to operate, Christ needs to be the authority in his life. Amen. And I want to say to you women that when you go out and, and you know, the Bible says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Mm -hmm. When you go out and get unsaved men, date unsaved men, decide to marry unsaved men, uh, uh, and then pray to have a, a, a stable Christian home, uh, you're, 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 you're violating the principles of God. And, 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 and if, that man, if that man is operating as a lone ranger and he doesn't know that Christ is his head, uh, you've got some trouble on your hands. I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of the woman is the man. Alright, Paul is pointing back to creation order before uh, or after the fall. Uh, and, and, and well, really, before the fall, the priority whereby God made the man first. And the woman came from the man. God made the man first. Now, I've got a screen that'll say just because he made the man first didn't mean that the man was made best. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Just because the man was made first didn't mean that the man was the best or superior. 
Because God said, let them have dominion. Amen. And we made them in our image and our life. The woman was made in the image and likeness of God, just like the man was. The woman was to exercise dominion and authority, just like the man was. So, just because the man was first, didn't mean he was the best. But then when the fall came, God said, okay, we've got to get back to the original order. And, 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 and we've got to work this thing out, amen, uh, uh, until my plan is fully culminated. And so uh, the man was first. The woman came out of the man. But then you know what God did after that? After the, 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 the first man and the woman came out of the man, then every other man that came forth had to come out of the woman. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Look at a woman and say, we connected. We connected. We in this together. Hallelujah. And, and, and so uh, uh, the, the, the order, the priority, amen, uh, uh, the seniority, as it will. Anybody ever work a union job, amen, where there's a seniority? And, and, and when jobs are posted, uh, you might... Be qualified for the job, but if you don't have a seniority, you can't get the job. The, the person that's first, amen, has to pass on it, and it has to move down before it can get to you. Make a man first. Now, a lot of times when men say, well, we, we were first. Uh, the woman came from the man. Man didn't come from a woman. And sometimes men get, get distorted and get the big head. There's a responsibility that comes with being first. Yes, yes. There's a responsibility. And in Matthew 20 and 25, but Jesus called them to himself and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And those who have who are great uh, those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whosoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. What happened in the New Testament here, the mother of James and John, I believe it was, came to Jesus saying, Would you do this great honor for my sons? And allow my sons to sit on your right hand and on your left hand when you come into your kingdom. And, 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 and uh, she, she kind of went up to Jesus and, and, and on behalf of the sons. And uh, Jesus had to tell her, you don't know what you're asking. Uh, uh, you know, that, that's something that was given. It's going to be given by the Father. And, and, and it costs. It's going to cost something. How many know ministry costs something? Amen. It's going to cost something. And, 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 and uh, Jesus let her know, you know, there's a cost to it. And, 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 and it's not mine to give. The Father has designated who's going to be on my right, who's going to be on my left. Well, when the other disciples heard what their mother went and tried to do for them, they got mad. They got mad. There's some folk that they don't want you, uh, uh, you know, to get a promotion over them. They don't want you to get a better job than them. Amen. Make more money than them. They got mad. 
And when they got mad, Jesus called, and, 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 and not only did they get mad, but they began to take it out on James and John. And Jesus called them to himself and said, you know the rulers of the earth, or the rulers of the Gentile, lorded over them. And those who are great exercise authority over them, yet it shall not be among you. But whosoever desires to be great among you, uh -huh. let him be your servant. Amen. And whosoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Yes. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, yes, and to give his life a ransom for men. Amen. Jesus said, you guys don't get it. Those who have more authority, those who are First, serve. Yes. Those who are great in this kingdom are servants. I had an incident happen uh, uh, Saturday a week ago. Uh, we attended the funeral services for one of the uh, area pastors who had uh, transitioned and uh, uh, very great. And uh, man of God, and some wonderful things were said about him. after the funeral uh, service. Uh, myself, my wife, Mother Phillips, and uh, Mother Phillips' sister, Tiny, uh, we went to McDonald's to get something to eat. And when we were leaving the funeral, uh, uh, Tiny was asking, "Could I do an errand to take her somewhere?" And Kim said, "We need something to eat." So I said, "Okay, well." What Tiny needed, I already had. Uh, she needed a cord for her iPhone. And I had a brand new cord for her iPhone. I had a brand new cord in my truck, and I said, here, see if that'll fit. And so I was able to take care of that need. And so then I, I, I said, well, where, where do you all want to go? And so they suggested McDonald's. So we went to McDonald's. And uh, we were sitting inside McDonald's eating uh, and uh, having a conversation and talking. And when we got through eating, uh, we had three trays on the table. And, uh, and, and uh, so I was sitting on the outside, and I began to get the trays together and, you know, put the trash together. And so I got all three of my trays, and I got up and I went to, the, uh, to dump the trays. And as I was coming back, there were a group of men that were sitting in the table behind us. And one of the men, he was looking at me as to what I was doing. And uh, he tried to needle me. And, 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 and so what he said was, yeah, they really got you trained good, haven't they? Don't try to make me feel bad. You know, that's, that, that was his intent. They got you trained good, ain't they? And I looked at him. And I understood what he was trying to do. And it didn't, didn't help that he was a lighter oh, yeah. complexion than I was. Yes. Yes. Amen. Oh, Although that didn't, you know, but I'm just saying. Uh -huh. and, and, and I looked at him and I recognized what he was trying to do. And I told him, I said, yeah, they have. Yeah. I said, they sure have. Uh -huh. And I smiled. Uh -huh. And went back on to doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. You see, uh, and I thought about it later. I should have told him, yeah, my mom did trade me well. She trained me to be courteous. Uh, she trained me to open the door uh, for a woman. Amen. Not because she can't open the door for herself, but amen. She trained me to be courteous. 
Amen. And 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 uh and, and I thank God that uh what he said to me didn't unsettle me, didn't bother me. Amen. Uh uh I ain't gotta pull out my man card and prove anything. I know who I am. Amen. That's what it was for. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, and, and, and that. And so, uh, again, uh, where she had become distressed that her charger wasn't working. And the only phone she had in her house was the iPhone. And she was thinking, man, my battery's not charging. If my battery goes down, I, I won't even be able to call anybody to let them know. Yeah. Amen. And so, God put me. I, I bought that uh, iPhone uh, connect uh, plug. I bought that months and months ago. Amen. Intended to use it, never used it. And, and at that instant, I realized that's what that's for. And I thank God, God had me in place to help alleviate some, some anxiety and fear that she had. Now, did she have money to go buy one? She did. She could have went and bought one if I would have took it to the store like she was asking me. But she didn't have to. Amen. Do you understand what I'm talking about? A man's place in a woman's life. Yeah. That's good. Hallelujah. That's good. Yeah. And, 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 and so, to whom much is given, much is required. Yes, yes. And, and Jesus said, whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Amen. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as ransom for men. Now, men, our place in a woman's life is not, amen, is not to let women walk over us. Amen. amen. That, that's not what I'm talking about. But uh, he put us there to be redeemers. Let me, let me get to a few key points. Are you all getting anything out of this Amen. today? Amen. I talked about this already. The priority of God's order. There is a priority in God's order. And when you align yourself with it, you unleash. You unleash the possibility of God manifesting something that can only happen when you prioritize his order. Amen. Amen. When we get in our place... And, 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 and remember I said we all are broken. Amen. But there are some hurts that, amen, women that you encounter are, are having to deal with. And God wants to use you as a redeemer, man of God. Amen. Jesus. God wants to use you as a restorer. God wants you to come to the rescue. Yes. God made man first. Mm -hmm. I already said this before. I told you I had this slide. God made man first, but he didn't make him better. Mm -hmm. In fact, although God made him physically stronger, women are constitutionally stronger than men. I don't know about you, but I've witnessed childbirth a few times. God bless you. Oh, yes. 
Amen. I'll do whatever I can to help you. <laughs> but even the you know, and, and I know we have something to expect, and I don't I don't want to make it sound so bad because we got something to expect, and it's their first time. Let, let me say this. Uh, during while you're carrying and going through your pregnancy, take the Lord with you. Yes. Amen. Uh, uh, ask God a uh, uh, blessing, uh, 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 not only on the child you're carrying, but uh, during the pregnancy. During that, Amen. Ask God to to, to strengthen you, and and by faith, Amen. Believe. You know, sometimes people can give you all these horror stories, Amen. Uh, uh, don't 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 accept any horror stories, Amen. Uh, 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 exercise your faith. Amen. Uh, for a, a healthy baby, yes. successful delivery, yes. and, and, and that you don't be miserable through yes. your pregnancy. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, Lord. But but women, there's some things women can deal with, and women can take, and 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 and, and that uh, if it would happen to us, we die. Genesis 3, when sin enters the race, 
the Bible outlines that that, that, that that equal partnership, there was a dissolution of that partnership and there was a disappearance in the equality. And that's when God said, your desire is going to be to your husband. In other words, you're going to want that back. And you know what? There is a tension in the relationships between men and women today. And, and, and some of the tension is greater in some women than others. But uh, uh, it's like and again, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about the reality of what I see in the Bible here. But for some women, uh, it seems like there's a drive for them to, to, to show their equality. That they can do whatever a man can do. That, that they can be whatever a man can be. Amen. That whole uh, rise of the feminist movement. You know, and, 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 and that's, that's trying to get back what was lost in the fall. And, 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 and there's, a, there's a tension sometimes, amen, uh, the woman is mad sometimes or upset because she knows in the Bible said man is supposed to be the head, but he ain't acting like the head. And she's like, if this joker don't come do his job, I can do it better than he can. And, and it leads to, amen, a brazen and, 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 and and a problem in the relationship. But does that mean that women are second class citizens? And that men are chauvinists? That's the right answer. No, it doesn't. Amen. It doesn't. When I say a man being a chauvinist, I'm talking about what, what, what do I mean by men being uh, chauvinist. Uh, amen. I'm talking about when men uh, aren't fulfilling their role in a woman's life of being a redeemer, of being a protector, of being, amen, a releaser, of being, amen, a lover. When they're not operating in uh, uh, the place that God called them to be in a woman's life, amen, uh, then they're causing problems and hurt and, and further hurt and damaging the relationship. But women are not second class. In fact, Jesus, when Jesus came, amen, the Bible says if any man be in Christ, and it's, it's any person, any person being Christ, they are a new creation. Yes, yes. All things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Yes, yes. And the Bible said, amen, there's no male or female, but they all become one in Christ. Yes, Lord. Yes. The need for a partner and the release of life. On the grounds of having been created first, man was to discover how thoroughly he needed a partner. Partnership had to do with far more than just having kids join a successful relationship. It had to do with subduing the earth and dominion and companionship. And so, again, how is the man to relate to the women in his life? Amen. How is the man to relate to the women in his life? Uh, can you hand me my Bible? I didn't put these verses there. But in Ephesians 5, 
in Ephesians 5. It outlines how a Christian man should relate and it speaks uh, specifically it speaks specifically uh, remember I talked about it uh, we read some of these verses uh, in the beginning mm-hmm. Ephesians 5 1 therefore be imitators of God as dear children walk in love as Christ has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God a sweet smelling aroma but fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not be named among you as fitting for saints. Neither filthiness or foolish talking, nor coarse jesting. Anybody know that that was in the Bible, that you know, that rough talk? Yeah. Oh, I was just joking. Mm-hmm. Did, did you all know the Bible said don't do that? Amen. That, that coarse jesting, mm-hmm. which are not fitting, but rather the giving of thanks. For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Now, I I need to say this. Uh, When I talk about a man's place in a woman's life, and I said this relates to any woman that you come in contact with on a regular basis, and your, if you're married, your wife in particular. Mm-hmm. One of the things, because Satan likes to pervert anything that God has done. Amen. And, and, and God can use you as a man under authority. Mm-hmm. As a man under authority. As a, a man who's saved. Yes. God can use you to touch women's lives in a way that will help release, will help heal. Let, let, let me give another example. Uh, I heard a pastor, he was giving his testimony, and he was talking about the fact that his father had died uh, the year before. And his mother, who was left a widow, was having a hard time uh, adjusting to being a widow with the death of her husband. And when you begin to understand the dynamics of a marriage and a relationship, you know, uh, a lot of us, when, when, when death comes and one is left, you know, uh, you know, we go to the funeral with them, we go to the cemetery, and, 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 and uh, you know, we expect them to grieve for a little bit, and then we think, okay, they need to get over it. They need to get over it. Uh, it's not as easy said than done. And especially... Uh, uh, when a woman loses a husband and that husband was there for her. I heard a, 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 a I'm, I'm going to finish this story, but at the funeral we were uh, at uh, a couple weeks ago, I heard the granddaughter talking about her relationship with her grandfather. She said, uh, I grew up in the home with my grandfather. She said, uh, and as I got older, my grandfather said, as long is I'm here. You ain't going to have to pay rent. You ain't going to have to pay utility bills. As long as I'm here, you you staying with me, you ain't going to have to worry about that. Well, we were at the funeral of our grandfather. And, and, and uh, she even told the story how uh, she was driving her grandfather's Cadillac 
and got into an accident and towed his Cadillac. And, 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 and she was just dreading, oh, I don't know what he's going to say, I don't know what he's going to do when I tell him I didn't tow this Cadillac. And she said when she told him about the fact that his Cadillac was towed, he just looked at her and said, well, are you all right? Are you all right? And, and he made sure she was all right. And, and, and he never said anything else about the Cadillac. Now, being the person that she was, what she said she ended up doing was she began to save up money. She began to save up her money. And, and, and it took a little while. She saved up her money. She got a car and she went to the store and bought a little Hot Wheel car with the car. And she presented the Hot Wheel car to her grandfather and gave him the car. And, and, and she was letting him know, uh, 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 Grandpa, I'm so sorry about turning up the Cadillac. And what she did, uh, she saved up enough money for a down payment for him to go get another Cadillac. But she said, he told me as long as he lives and I stay with him, I ain't got to worry about rent, I ain't got to worry about utilities. And, 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 and I heard some in the back and said, well, he's going to find out now because he's gone. He's gone now. But you know what? I believe he prepared her. And he showed responsibility on her part that even though he didn't say anything about her tearing up his car, amen, she went to work to put together what she could in order to help him have a down payment to get another. That showed responsibility. And, and, and getting back to the story I was talking about then, uh, uh, the, the preacher's father had died. The mother was having a hard time uh, dealing with uh, the grief and, 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 and suddenly being a widow and being alone. And, and, and he's pastoring a church, but he took out time and he wrote a letter. Uh, you know, he said he talked to his mom, you know, almost every week or, or on a regular case. But, but God put it on his heart to write a letter to his mom and to express some things and, and, and to try to uh, comfort her in that transition that she was going through through life. And he sent the letter to his mom and he reported back that his mom wrote him a letter. And she acknowledged it has been hard and there were some things that I was having difficulty getting over. But she said, when I received the letter from you and the things that you said in that letter, it helped release something in me that had been tied up. And it helped me to get over the hump. And she said, I'm going to be all right now. Do you understand what I'm saying? A son, the oldest son, Stepping into a place in his mom's life and, 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 and using a letter. But when he operated in the priority that God has for a man, God got involved and, 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 and there was a release that took place in his mother's life. Hallelujah. Now, uh, the other thing that I, that I want to get into, you notice it talks about fornication. In, in the verses that we're reading over here in uh, Ephesians 5. 
talks about the fact, uh, but fornication and all uncleanliness or covenants, let it not even be named among you, as fitting for saints. One of the ways that, that, that can trip up a man in, 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 in uh, uh, being in the proper place in women's lives is that uh, if his motives aren't pure, and, and, and he begins to uh, reach out and, 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 and try to help. If his motives aren't pure, uh, number one, it'll be very easy for the women to mistake the motives for being, uh, uh, oh, he must like me. He always speaks to me. He always says, oh, he must like me. And, 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 and uh, you know, maybe he's unhappy with his wife or something like that. You've you got to be careful there because the devil will use your good, yes. what you intended to be good, yes. and turn it into something evil. Yes. Yes. We live in a twisted world. Yes. Amen. I can remember when I was a young minister growing up, the bishop that we had at the time was Bishop Williams. Amen. And he would tell the preachers, he said, preacher, when you go do visitation, amen, stand and pray for them by the bed. Don't get in the bed. It's funny, but that's what he said. Stand and, and, and you know what? A better thing would be take somebody with you when you go visit. So, so uh, for a lot of us men, we're afraid. And, and, and my wife and, and Mother Phyllis was telling me this story, and I didn't know it was going to come up and be part of my message. But they was telling me about a man that went to. Cole's temple years ago, and his wife was so jealous of him oh, that she would get on him if he would look at another woman or whatever. And so when he would go to church, he'd be sitting in church, like, like Brother Ose is sitting there. And look up at the ceiling, Brother Ose. Look, look up like that. That's how he sat in church all the time. He was looking up at the ceiling. Because he, he, didn't, he didn't want his wife to accuse him. What you looking at her like that again? I saw you looking at her. And, and the brother wanted to have peace, and so he just went to church doing this. And Mother Phyllis was telling me they were teenagers, amen, and they were, you know, you know how teenagers are, they'll be mellow. So when they come in and you doing this, they do that too. <laughs> Trying to see what he was looking at. <laughs> Brother said, I don't want to, I got to stay out of trouble. But you understand what I'm saying? Because of the fall, because of temptation, amen, we short circuit, and, 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 and because uh, uh, if you're not totally committed to Christ, amen, your intentions might be good. I, I, I remember years ago when, when, when the church was in Eagle Park. Uh, some of y'all that are here, remember, you all remember when Janice used to go to Bethel? Yes. Uh, Huggins? Uh, she got hit by the Amtrak train. Yes. And her neck was broken. Yes. But she survived. Yes. Amen. They had wires and screws and a, and a basket around holding her neck in place. And, and uh, while she was in the hospital, in fact, when she, when she got hit by the train, I was on a fast at Bethel. Uh, a three-day fast and shut in by myself. 
when I got word that, that, that she had been hit by an Amtrak train, rushed to the hospital, and uh, they had her in that cage and glass and, and, and stuff in her hair, couldn't even wash her hair. And, and I went just about every day to visit her. And while I was there visiting her, I got word that there was a young teenager that was in another room that had been in a fight and somebody had taken a board with nails and hit her in the head with it. And, and, and she was in another room there. And, and, and she was from Eagle Park as well. And so while I was visiting uh, in the hospital, I went to visit her, young girl. Uh, could have been no more than about 15, 16 years of age. And uh, I went and spoke to her. I said, I, you know, I heard you were in here. Uh, I heard you live in Eagle Park. I'm uh, Pastor Nunn. My church is in Eagle Park. And, and uh, uh, you know, and, and I just come to pray for you and, 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 and hope you're doing better. She had a, had a tube in her side for drainage, bandage on her head. When I walked in the room to visit her, her eyes just lit up. Just lit up. And so I talked with her. I prayed. I said, you know, when you get out, you, you know, if you want to come to church, our church is right there in Eagle Park or whatever. And uh, and, and and so uh, my intentions were good. But because somebody was showing her attention, I later found out that she grew up in a dysfunctional home. And, uh, you know, there wasn't a proper uh, father figure or role models and what have you and, and, and that. And it, was, it was a dysfunctional home. And just because I visited her and showed her, you know, showed some attention, uh, she began to talk, are you married? And, and, and where's your church at? And so forth and so on. And uh, I said, well, okay, you know, uh, I'm going to get ready to leave. Oh, let me walk you to the door. Now, she's in a bed with two right hmm. now. Let, let, let me walk you to the door. I'm to need you to walk me to the door. No, no, I walked you to the door. And she got out of bed to try to walk me to the door. And was so weak that she almost passed out. And, and I had to end up putting her back in the bed and call for the nurses and that. Uh, and and uh, uh, I left. Later on, when she got out of the hospital, I don't know if some of you all remember this or not, but she came to the church. She came to the church and she kind of was like, who's he talking to? Do you know if he married? You know, and uh, she, she had it in her head. Didn't realize all I came, that, that was a hospital visit. And I, and I was sincerely concerned about her condition and, and, and uh, the, the abuse that she had. But the attention, the, the legitimate attention that I showed her, she took it or mistook it for something else. And brothers, uh, you gotta have the right intentions. You gotta have the right motives. You gotta, amen, uh, uh, have your life hid in Christ. Because if you're not careful, uh, 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 there's some needs and brokenness in you that uh, they'll reach out and, and 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 you'll be drawn and going after the wrong thing, and it'll twist and turn. Amen. Something that was of God will turn into something that's a mess. Yes. Have, have I got my point across? Yeah. And so that's why it talks about uh, let not fornication be named among you. Amen. And, and, and it talks about that we need to walk in love. And going down to the 15th verse, I'm, I'm going to not be much longer. Uh, 
Going down to the 15th verse, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. He says, do not be drunk with wine where it is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Uh, brothers, in order for us to be effective, amen, and to minister to the lives of the women around us, amen, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and spiritual hymns. Going down to verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Amen. And, and, and I'm not going to read all the verses for time, but you can get into it. But understand what he's saying. Amen. Uh, uh, be Christ in, 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 in terms of in the relationship between your wife. Amen. And, and, and there's an intimacy between, a, should be an intimacy between a husband and wife that is different than any other relationship with any other woman that he comes in contact with. There's a relationship between daughters and fathers. There's a relationship between uh, uh, uncles and nieces. They're, they're, but but in, in, as a it, it, the, the, the proper place, the man's place in a woman's life, as I said earlier, is to be the releaser, the redeemer, the protector, the lover. And, 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 and there are different ways to love. There's, there's brother and sisterly love. Yeah. Amen. There's, there's friendship love. Yeah. Amen. Uh, 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 and, and, and then with a husband and wife, there's romantic love. But, but what we need to do is not allow the enemy to steal uh, and, and make us afraid to get in our place. Amen. Yes. How a man should relate to the women in his lives. Man's place is to let the woman know that they're cared about. Sometimes she just want to know you care. She don't want you to fix it all the time. Sometimes you just want to know you listen. Yes. And then you value her word. It's a man's place to protect women emotionally. It's not that women can't be logical. Now, there's some women that are more logical. And, and, and when I say logical, I'm talking about they analytical. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they can analyze and think things through. Right. And the women that I've met that are analytical and can think things through, uh, I like them. It's like, man, I, 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 you know, I can just lay it out like it is and, and, and get what I say. I say I like them. In other words, it's easy for me to communicate with them. Y'all looked at me funny. I ain't even looking my wife's way. I saw the way I was looking at it. I'm, I'm talking about what I like. I, it's, it's easy, uh, uh, or at least easy for me, if I'm dealing with a woman that's analytical, that I can say, well, it's this, 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 and, and then you say, oh, okay, and, you know, and, and we can talk on that level. Of, of, but, but the thing 
And I'm not putting women down. We, we all, men, we got emotions too. We just as emotional. We just hide it. But, but with a woman, or most women, and I'm, I'm generalizing here, there's a layer of emotions that you got to go through. They can analyze. They're not dumb. Some of the women squatter than we are. But, but the, their personality, the way their personality is made, you got to go through the emotions to get to the mind. And some of us men, we get frustrated when we have to deal with them. But she said, I just don't feel like you love me. I just don't feel loved. And the guy's thinking, I just work overtime. And I, I brought my check home, and I went and did the shopping and, 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 and paid the bills. But you sit at home and you saw a soap opera and it reminded you of, or you saw the color purple and you got mad and now you're taking it out on me. And, 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 and she wants to talk feelings. And a lot of times, us men, we, we don't want to get into the feelings. But the proper place of a man in a woman's life, a man's place is to protect the woman emotionally. Amen. Even though, amen, you gotta realize, okay, I, I done done something. I don't know exactly what I did, but I have done something, and it ain't gonna be right until I make it right. Hallelujah. Sometimes we don't have a clue. That's why the Bible says you gotta study. And when a pattern changes, or it, uh, one, uh, I'm not gonna let y'all in on all our business, but one thing that I learned, my wife doesn't argue. We, 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 we don't, now I don't say that, we, that she don't disagree with me, but we, we don't argue. One thing that I had to learn, I had to learn uh, her voice. She don't raise her voice or what have you. I had to learn that when she would say something, you know, I don't think I want to do that. You know, and I'm going and talking and stuff, you know, and, and, and a lot of times she would, you know, uh, it would be kind of soft-spoken to where I almost didn't hear it. You know, oh yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we, and, 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 and I missed it. I had to learn that when she says something or the TV's going and watching this, when she says something, turn the volume down. Turn, turn, turn the volume down and, and, and hear what she's really saying. Because she ain't going to scream. She's not going and, to. And, and so I had to learn to listen. And then sometimes after you've been married for a length of time, uh, look like our hearing starts wearing out. And, and we need to get some Q-tips and, 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 and clear. Amen. So that, amen. not only do I hear, but to understand. It's a man's place to protect a woman emotionally. Yeah. And I know men are saying, but what about me? What about me? I got needs. What about me? Amen. Uh, uh, you know, they say happy wife, happy life. Well, uh, what about me? You know, shouldn't I be happy? And I'm here to tell you something. When you prioritize and make 
what God said first, first. Amen. God will get involved in the situation and he will not allow you to go lacking. Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. Just like God will use you to fix what's broken in her, amen, God will not allow you to stay broke either. So we talk about what places God given the man in a woman's life. As I wrap up, companionship, friendship, partner, facing the challenges of seeing the kingdom of God happen through people on this planet again. In other words, paradise that was lost, regained. In seeing what was lost, being regained, in order to recover that, God institutes the initial order of creation until the power of the new creation is learned and men and women can be equal again. Men are held accountable for assisting in a woman's recovery. Yes, men need to be recovered too. And he'll restore everything about a man's broken life at the same time. When we allow ourselves to be agents of change in a woman's life, amen, and, and, and fulfill the calling that God has given us, Amen. God will allow uh, uh, change to happen in us as well. I remember there was a, a situation, and, and this is my last slide, we'll be done. But I remember there was a situation where uh, the church was praying for me. And uh, I was going through some things and dealing with stuff. And uh, different ones came around and were praying for me. And I had my eyes closed. And I appreciate, I appreciate whenever anybody prays. Uh, for me. And uh, they were praying and they were praying. And then there was a touch. There was a touch. Amen. Uh, Kim wasn't the first one, but I guess she was maybe the last one that came. And, and Kim laid her hands on me and began to pray. And with my eyes closed, I noticed the difference in the touch between everybody else who had touched me. And then when Kim touched me and began to pray. And when she began to pray, the issue that I was dealing with was broken. It was broken. Hallelujah. If the men of the church discover who they are to become in Jesus, then the women of the church will be released within the creative and redemptive order that comes the recovery of total companionship total equality all over again. And in the meantime, amen, uh, and what I'm saying here, it's not that women aren't equal. They're equal. Amen. They're, they're joint heirs with us, with Jesus Christ. But there are some things that God will not release to its fullness in a woman's life until the significant men, Christian men, that are that, 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 that are around them uh, get in their place. Women pray for us Amen. that the men and devil get in our place. Amen. And some great things will begin to happen. Did you get anything from the word today?